thank you so much for joining us for another high but new episode today we're making chana masala and naan i'm becca and i'm gretchen so we we had a little bit of uh we have some notes we have some notes on this episode that we will yeah. be starting out with which is to, to start with we're still working on our audio setup so this is actually our second go around on trying to record a chana masala episode. And I don't know if we're cursed by the food god or what was the deal. But the first episode couldn't even hear the audio. It was terrible. It was bad. Uh, yeah. So we re-recorded. There's still some slight issues. So please know that we are continuing to work on the audio quality. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with us. Hopefully you can bear with us while we, we get our ducks in a row over here. But the good news is we've eaten a lot of chana masala in the last two months. Yeah. <laughs> and we like it. And we have notes. Yeah. We have notes. Copious notes on uh, definitely chana masala. But so. we definitely want to remind you that we are sharing the recipes on our website with all the details there. And we hope you follow along with us because we do our best to talk you through things as we're going. But I'm sure you've noticed by now we're not always... <laughs> as with it as we should be so um we hope you have the recipe beside you and you can just follow along with us we referenced a couple different uh, episodes recipes this is actually how we we came to name our our episodes for episodes because i kept trying to jam the two words together exactly (laughs) so we decided to just go with it yeah Uh, let's just make that natural in this episode, we are referencing referencing two recipes because right before we recorded, actually like a day or two before we recorded, I received my September October Cooks Illustrated magazine, and they had a chana masala recipe in there. And again, I think their recipes are just great. I was eager to bring some of those elements to the series Eat recipe because they were very different. Well, not that different they are for the same dish but but they had some some different techniques that I thought were interesting and when it came down to it though I prefer the serious eats re- recipe to my hybridization recipe <laughs> <Got it. laughs> I, I think that that was what my ultimate conclusion was that I tried too many different techniques one or the other one or the other we do talk about someone named Kenji in this episode and probably in others I think could you tell us a little bit about who this person is and why we keep referencing him (laughs) I'm not even sure I'm referencing him correctly because I noticed today that Twitty writes out his full name J. Kenji Lopez Mm. he is one of the managing or contributing editors of Serious Eat, and he also has a cookbook, uh, Food Lab, which is a bestseller from the New York Times. So we know he knows what he's talking about, but I'm just referring to him as if I know this first, but I do. (laughs) Yeah. But we we have so much respect for the fact that he really brings a science sense to everything. So that's part of it is that he gets really dives deep on the science. But I think the concept of Serious Eat in general from the Toasted Sugar episode, I could have given you a lot more science on that. I think we got a little sciencey, maybe not sciencey enough, but if you're really interested in the science, Serious Eats is a good one to go to because they really, they dive into that. So yeah, definitely. And we test a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> 
but so specifically for this episode, what would you say are the world level is? What's the difficulty level? And also how long in total do you think this would take somebody to make? So I I think all told with, you know, chatting and talking to me at the same time, we, I, we ended up about four hours total of work, I think. But probably if you're not chatting the whole time... <laughs> You could probably narrow that down to about two to three hours because you have a lot of inactive time with the non where you're proofing the the dough. So if you were making this all in the same night, you get your dough started, let it go through at least its first proof at room temperature for an hour or two, depending on how warm it is. And then once you've portioned out your dough, to do its second rise, then you basically where we're going to start this episode where, you know, you make those, the balls, <laughs> Sorry. Not the balls. Yeah. I'm, you know, just a little hit. So balls is really funny right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back on track. We're focused. Yeah. So while those are, are rising, you can start making your chana masala and let it get to its uh, simmer, basically. I mean, you could almost maybe take it, I mean, while you're you're doing your first proof, you could make the whole recipe and then just set it aside and rewarm it up once you got back to getting your dough, your bread cooked. Just uh, let all that sit and soak in each other. Right. Hang, hang and yeah. flavors come together a little bit more. I mean, really totally. could even go as wild as making it a day ahead of time because it's just gonna get better gonna get just gonna soak together like a college COVID party (laughs) (laughs) not funny (laughs) funny not funny all right so then how difficult was this recipe what do you think it's it's a world level one because it is not overly complicated now bear in mind I am sort of some sort of food professional so my my aging might be off a little bit but nothing in this recipe is very complicated really the this curveball you're thrown in there in this recipe that you know you wouldn't find in a standard shana masala recipe is that when you cook your onions you're putting baking soda in with those onions I don't know there's chemical reactions involved talk about that in a second We'll talk about that in a second. We'll try to keep this sort of with a flow of some sort. Uh, <laughs> instead of stream of consciousness, which is how I like to live my life. Usually how we talk. <laughs> anyway, so that in itself, while not a common thing, it's not hard because literally it's just adding baking soda to your onions. <laughs> right. And then cooking them together. So it's, it's not adding any difficulty. And I mean, it actually simplifies that caramelization process. I mean, it almost makes it easier. It's just an odd thing to have come up. So I hope that was a good explanation. It was great. And I think you said like you had never seen that before. It was something totally unique. One, to have someone be investigating that process of caramelization for onions and then to be just like actively implementing it in recipes. Well, I'll, I'll link um, on in the blog post, which will already be up by the time you're hearing this, to the really good article that Kenji has about how he came across this um, technique. We'll call it a technique. 
that's not it. What is it? And because he, he actually uses it for something completely different, but then applies it to this recipe, which is cool. Because that's kind of how yeah. cooking works. You now you pull this little technique from over here that you learned. And you're like, but maybe if I threw that over here at this thing, it would make this thing better and easier. So, you know, <laughs> so yeah, he, he definitely like goes into a lot of detail about that. Backing right. through why we think this is a world level one. Yes. <laughs> because we ended up breaking it up into two days because we made the naan the day before. It made it almost very simple. That process made it super smooth with having that first rise of the naan happen on a separate day. And we do kind of talk about in the episode a little bit uh, about, like, uh, sorry, uh, repisode. 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 <laughs> It's like when you want to say episode, you can't. And then when we're supposed to say episode, it just gets overridden by episode. Yeah. In this episode that we discuss a little bit either how you could make the dough and store it for a few days and like just make a couple at a time. Or we discuss some storage and alternative cooking options. So uh, you right. those helpful little tips coming your way. Absolutely. <laughs> Because the full recipe ends up making 12 pieces of naan. And when we were, we both made the full recipe. And by the time we were done with the chana masala and had the majority of the naan cooked, I was pretty tired and I did not want to keep making the rest of the naan. And so I ended up putting mine in the refrigerator overnight again and then made the rest the next day. So for the next time I would make this, I would probably do half the naan or even not make my own naan at all. Right. Yeah, because that's an option. There is good Trader Trader Joe's. I like their naan. It, they, they make two varieties. They have a plain they have the garlic, which is incredibly delicious, especially if you're a garlic fan. Although, let me say, I am not somebody who grew up on actual Indian food. So this is my white lady opinion on naan. Good point. <laughs> what do you, let us know if anyone else agrees with Gretchen about it being a pretty good go-to naan. Yes, especially if you grew up eating more Indian food. Yes. Uh, please, I need to make sure I say that my opinion may may not cover a lot in that regard. Right. We're all limited by our experiences. Yeah. So if there's something better that's accessible, please let us know. Because it's, it's, yeah, this can be very simplified to just making fresh chana masala and buying store-bought naan. Yeah. Or buying naan from your local Indian place. You know? Even better. Yeah. <laughs> they might try to do that first. Order Orders of naan. Yeah. But this, this, this non-recipe that we used was pretty straightforward. We both used milk as one of the options. I think they also had yogurt as an option. And we would just recommend keeping a little bit of an eye on the dryness. I think we both had to add a little bit of extra milk to ours. I think that's kind of our one call out from non-baking itself, okay. right? And then do you want to talk about how we cooked the non? Because I, so yes, definitely agree. It's a world level one recipe. The first time we did this and Gretchen suggested this method of cooking non, I was very intimidated. I have a slight fear of my oven inside i don't know if it's some sort of like sylvia plath thing or what but this made me feel like this the way that we cooked the naan took it to like slightly above world level one but the way that we cooked it actually wasn't even one of the recommended ways 
this was just another like mad gretchenist idea of why don't we cook it like this so we did and it was delicious well because i think the the recommended ways were uh either on a grill which that's its own thing like i'm not starting a grill just to cook 12 pieces of bread that is i had a because it's a charcoal grill i have to like build a fucking fire and that's not always something i want to do so we pretty much, and I don't even think you said you, you, you wouldn't eat, that wouldn't even be an option for you. You don't have it. Right. So exactly. Not a thing I could do. Not even a thing you can do. So I feel like if you have a gas grill, probably a closer thing to being an option. I believe the other recommendation was cooking it. What was the other? Oh, on a pizza mm. stone in the oven, right? Oh, right, right. Since I do have a pizza stone, of course, <laughs> obviously. I don't think we're going to, are we ever going to come across equipment that I don't have? I I don't think so. And it's just been uphill for me to catch up, everyone, honestly. Try and work with what Becca's got. But... <laughs> Three. We're limited. <laughs> You're not that bad. Anyway, so since not everybody has a pizza stone, my suggestion was that uh, if you have a cast iron pan, you can flip the cast iron pan over and put it in your oven and use it that way because basically it's it's the same well no it's made out of iron and pizza stone usually some sort of stone-like material so there is a bit of a difference there difference but as far as heat transfer goes like this and like (laughs) Justin's just waving her hands wildly as far as heat transfer goes spoiling spoiling We'll throw some pictures up of that. I love it, yeah. But do you mean because, okay, I'm guessing uh, the way that a pizza stone distributes heat and the way that the cast iron distributes heat are similar so that when you're cooking the non on it, it's heating up everywhere that's touching that surface. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it's a, it's surface. I'm sure when it comes down to it, there's some weird thing about heat that I don't know. But it worked. It worked great. Uh, it worked great. So real quick though, and it's okay if you don't know this, what if you didn't have a pizza stone and you didn't have a grill and you didn't have a cast iron? Can you make this? Yeah. Can you do it in the oven? You could do it. Probably my, the first place I would go would be to, um, if you have a cookie sheet, you could use a cookie sheet that you just leave in the oven because basically you need that surface to be hot when you throw it on there to get the right like amount, like the right bubbling that happens there with how with how it looks so or, or if you have a sheet pan which I would flip over just to make it easy to put kind of throw your non in and pull it out what's uh, the difference between a cookie sheet and a sheet pan I am glad you asked because this is something I learned guess what this year 2020 been a big year for me learning a lot of random action a cookie sheet, not that this has anything fucking to do with John Masala, so we might check this out and put it somewhere else. No, but I'm so curious. So cookie sheet literally it doesn't have a rip of any kind. Oh, no, no, like lip or edge around it at all? It has like a lip on one side that you use to pull it out of the oven. But I always assumed that sheet trays and cookie sheets are interchangeable. So, but if you do not have a cookie sheet, let's it over. Uh, so for this situation, if you didn't have a cookie, if you didn't have a grill, if you didn't have a pizza stone, if you didn't have a cast iron the way we did, what you would do is take one of these baking sheets, baking sheets, flip it over, flip it over, put it, put in, it in the oven. Because you want a relatively, you need a relatively flat surface uh, as part of it, you know. But you want it to cook as evenly as possible across as much consistent heat as possible. Right. 
and you want your surface in the oven. So this is where it comes down to like density and like, because you wouldn't want to take this out, put it on the stove, lay out your, your non and then put it back in the oven. You want to leave this in the oven so that it maintains as much heat as possible because when you put your food on it, it loses heat. So that's why your better options are a cast iron pan or a pizza stove is because those things don't lose as much heat when you put the, uh, the food item on them. Just or when you even open the oven to pull it out, they can retain more of that heat. Yes, this would cool down much faster. So that's, yeah, you would, if you had, you're doing, anytime you're doing any of these things. So we weren't like pulling the cast iron out. We could have, but I'm not needing to get a secondary workout from my oven. But yeah, so you, this, this doesn't hold heat as well, but it is an option for getting sort of the right thing going on with your, uh, the cook, the dough cooking. So we both use, so again, we both use cast iron skillets. I used a 10 inch and do you remember what size you used, Gretchen? Mine's 12 inch. Yeah, I don't. And you did some, you did half on a grill pan, a griddle pan on your stovetop and half in the oven on the underside of the cast iron, right? Because I can't. I have these things. (laughs) Uh, Why not? Why not? I wanted to see how it would turn out. I used a... the grill side of, I have a, a big middle burner. So there's, and there's a smooth side and the grill side. And I use the grill side just for fun. Okay, so moving on. When it comes to the actual Chana recipe itself, we didn't, I mean, other than Gretchen's hybrid experiments, we didn't make a ton of changes. We both did swap serrano peppers for Thai chilies just because we couldn't find them right right I think we go over in pretty good detail during the episode like the different changes I made but the these were the primary things I brought in from the that Cooks Illustrated had in their highly tested recipes that they advised on yeah so instead of totally draining the chickpeas you actually just add the whole can with the chickpea liquid because it's nutritional you know they said it added kind of a savory note then they chop with their garlic chili and ginger they add the paste thing yeah the paste thing they added the cilantro stems into that and chopped it this was not part of the cooked illustrated recipe this was my personal choice but because the the onions the very the first time we made it with the terrible sound quality I kind of like a little bit of onion texture in my chana masala I felt like it was missing from the recipe I did the last time because that baking soda will basically completely break down the the onion I held back some of the onions to add a little bit later so that there would still be some texture to the onions by the time it was done. And then Cook's Illustrated, after you pureed the aromatics, so the garlic, ginger, chili, cilantro stem, you then pureed your tomatoes in there. But Serious Eats just had you crush the tomatoes, which I think we both kind of decided we liked better because it gave a little more texture instead of like, doing a straight puree where it's just going to turn into liquid yeah exactly time time um, about the onions or yeah so because we do talk about caramelizing the onions does that connect to 
the caramelization process that we did with our sugar. Yes. In the, in the recipe from Serious Eats, they do kind of get into that there are sugars in onions. So you are caramelizing those sugars. But since onions are more complicated than sugar, you have two different processes going on. And the one that involves the, the proteins and enzymes and other things that exist in an onion, that's called the, the Maillard reaction. So that's a, it's a browning process, but it involves more complicated molecules. Does that cover it? As opposed to the caramelization. Or I like the the sugar caramelization. So like a part of the onion, is this all part of D, is this all part of thermo decomposition? Uh, I believe so. I, I, because I don't know, because the, 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 the picture I was looking at in on food and cooking, as far as I could tell, the enzymes kind of stayed the same shape, but then, but they were also saying that the, you know, as opposed to the caramelization process, which ends up producing over a thousand compounds, um, the Maillard reaction actually just turn, pre- presents a couple hundred different compounds. It's not as com- so. So it's kind of like so. The way I'm understanding it is that like the like caramelization is a part of the what is it again? The Maillard Maillard, re- uh, Maillard reaction, but it's not. I you know. Or like we could understand it as a part of it, but it's more complex. Right. Because right. onions are more complex than, than sugar. Right. Yeah. You're dealing okay. with other chemicals, your other compounds. And um, yeah. So uh, without getting into too many hairy details, because I don't understand them and I don't <laughs> be wrong. I'm sure we'll come back to the Maillard reaction because it's browning of food. So I have to talk about it. At some point, and maybe one to five, because we we talked a lot about bread in this so far. So uh, if we're ever going to get right. to the actual episode, we got to wrap this shit up a little bit. But yeah, so that yeah, I mean that's just sort of a you know um, an interesting side note about the sciencey part of what we're doing here. Uh, and then we definitely hope you check out the onion chopping demo that Gretchen does. It'll be on YouTube and you can find it on her website, but Gretchen just gives a little bit of insight into sort of the best way to do an, a fine onion chop um, or kind of the best way that like you would do it at home, more realistically. Uh, the, uh, uh, how somebody with professional training does it, but maybe not quite as nice as a real professional person. Uh, <laughs> and then are we also going to do the ginger trick video the ginger we're, we're doing a little bit of a we can't I came across a, a trick for um, grating and peeling ginger on the internet right before we recorded this so I did a little demo of that as well maybe we'll we're, we'll we'll get to my thoughts on it I think they're in the episode <laughs> yeah definitely uh have a listen so we'll we'll have that for you to watch and um thanks for taking this magical journey with us through the land of chana masala <laughs> again and not well we we got to take it twice they're only getting it once these poor things <laughs> if they want i mean you can make it as many times as you want <laughs> that's true yeah 
<laughs> they just won't get to go through it twice with us. They don't get to record themselves and then listen to themselves over and over again. Over again. Yeah. Well, really, yeah. We by the time you've heard this, we've taken this magical journey several hundred times, probably. But uh, but we know you're gonna have as much fun as we did. Yeah. And enjoy. Half, yeah, enjoy. Please. This is delicious. Yeah, it was very, very good. But uh, we may update with further thoughts later once I've made these straight up cooked illustrated recipes. So yeah, who, and we might make this again and have totally different thoughts about it. Who knows? We might, we may totally forget we ever did this. Who knows? How are <laughs> we doing this? Oh my God. It's so true. <laughs> well, sadly. Anyway. Um, okay. Enjoy. All right, step number two. So here we are, our time travel music. It's the end of the fucking world. Yep, yep. So we're All making right. chana masala. <laughs> making chana masala. Take two. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully this, or I, yeah, really, as you wrote, take three, because this yeah. is our second attempt of the day, even. This uh, is, um... Possibly a cursed episode. We're not entirely sure what's <laughs> happening, but uh, we're just gonna take it slow. We're gonna get through this together, all of us together here. <laughs> Yesterday we made our dough, and then we put it in the fridge overnight. And now we're moving on to step two, which <laughs> is turn your dough out onto a floured so uh, using like a bench. Pop it out, right? Just throw it out on the counter. Yeah, mine's just got it. You're on on my flowered silk hat. Okay. Oh no, I lost my 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 weed. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, not okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna chop up my onion before I get high. So yeah, um, good thinking. Using a bench scraper or a knife, cut the dough into twelve even pieces. Twelve even pieces. Actually, I'm gonna turn this into a bit of a square. I'm gonna try and six six even-ish pieces out of each of each of the out of the first half. I went lengthwise. Okay. So I'm gonna and then I'm gonna do in half again. Okay, so you've got four. So I got four, and then I'm doing it into thirds. Not very even thirds on this one. Horribly good. But if you really wanted to be exact about this, I did. I I finally purchased a new kitchen scale. Oh, cool. So I will have a much more accurate new scale, hopefully by next weekend. Awesome. So yeah, if you really wanted to get these into even pieces, you should measure them. But um, I don't, I don't know that that's necessary. So got it. Then we are going to roll each piece into a ball. How I I do this is I'm I'm going to take it and kind of stretch it and then tuck the the like kind of sort of tuck it together at the back on the underneath. Like a knot. Like yeah, kind of like a knot, so you get this nice sort of smooth on the top ball. Okay, I'm a little behind. I'm trying to cut my. Oh, that's okay. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, no, you're I'll fine. do. I'll do another one for you, and when you okay, great. when you're all cut. Did you make your pickles yet? No, I have your to Serrano do pickles? it. Serrano pickles. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't know what happened to today. Today has just like flown by. I don't know where time goes. I don't know. <laughs> How these days are happening. It's, it's gone into the weird blank void that we call 
quarantine, I believe. Yeah. What yeah. The official, uh, the official <laughs> thing. I think John Oliver called it a time soup or hashtag time soup. Who did? Uh, John Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think he did. You mean this last week? Yeah, I think so. On his show? I was like, yeah, yeah. that definitely sounds, sounds quite familiar. So have you? How's that? That looks great. There you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, if you were making a roll, this is a similar process as of like how you would make a nice, cute little round roll. And I'm using bread and flour. That's okay. Wait, for uh, to I'm roll using, it out as well. Yeah, is that the probably the preferred dough you think, or does it matter? Uh, I, like I don't think it matters. I'm using regular flour because I think I used the last of my bread flour to make this dough yesterday. So. Make it, yeah. <laughs> so I've got my twelve. I've got twelve balls over here. One of them's a quite a bit smaller, but most of the rest of them look uh, pretty close. Nice. Oh. That's rolling out some dough. Okay, so I am on number four. <laughs> well, how many times have you made little rolls of dough? Yep, this is, I don't maybe four. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth time? Yeah, um, a good estimate. I used to have biscuits and gravy all the time with my family, but we would just do the, like, Pillsbury canned ones, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, and biscuits are a little different. Like, yeah. uh, they're usually yeah, yeah. not work this much. Right. They don't, yeah, they don't require as much work. Let's see. Let's see if I have everything out for the chana masala. I got my four, probably my, my medium cloves of garlic are probably closer to a large clove. Okay. So today we, we made this before as it was going to be a rest, a, an episode. Unfortunately, the audio was so bad we couldn't use it so we decided to redo it and then i came across well <laughs> i came across i received my new cooks illustrated magazine uh for the for september october and it had a recipe for chana masala in it so i perused that last night before we uh, started recording today and picked up a couple of things that i'm gonna incorporate into the original recipe that we were using which is from serious eats how do i flour a cloth without getting flour everywhere <laughs> well that's a really good question because i just basically got like i was doing it before we started recording because i was like i don't understand this whole like flouring a cloth thing so what i ended up doing uh, was i took the the cloth and so I basically kind of like took the towel, laid it out flat first, okay. and then sprinkled flour over it. And then I kind of folded it up a little bit and kind of shook it. <laughs> to get like around to the cloth? <laughs> to get it around in the cloth because I was like, I couldn't really okay. figure out a better way to do it. Yeah. Um, I guess I feel like, why can't you just kind of flour the top of the ball and then put the cloth on top of that? There's no reason. I, as far as I know. Right. It just is I very interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm almost done with this because we have to let them rise for another two hours. Rise for a while. We could also, if, we, if it proves slow, because I'm kind of hoping that since we got them out of the fridge and then we kind of warm them up a little bit with our hands, oh, that might mm -hmm. push them on a little bit. Otherwise, we could always turn on the oven and like kind of put them near the oven and let them... Because the warmer it is, the faster they're going to rise. 
It's like, oh, we could put them outside, but I'm not doing that here. <laughs> no, ooh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, you could put yours outside. I'm assuming it's sort of warm there today. Yeah, it's like 100. Ooh, well, like yeah, yeah, yours yeah. would, they would rise in no time. <laughs> yeah, we would have some fake bread almost. <laughs> yeah, so if they're not, I think by the time we get our, our chana masala ingredients prepped, if they're not, if we're not seeing some good rise on them, We'll turn on the mm-hmm. oven and put them over by the oven to let them rise a little bit faster. So. Okay. So that takes us through step two of our non-recipe. And we'll come back and pick up at three. And then there's only four. So, <laughs> oh, it must be so simple. <laughs> I mean, non's not the most complicated thing. It is and it's not. The way we're doing it is kind of scary. So... <laughs> I saw you kind of joking. Yeah. About scary. scary. Two steps, but it's basically um, open flame cooking. Just kidding. It is. Yes, yes. Oh, shit. I forgot to clean my cast iron. Maybe I'll do that first before I bring it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I put it in the oven and then just smoke out my entire house. I don't need smoke inside and outside. No, you don't. I'm going to do my onion, though, so I can um, start smoking. Well, that's, that was that was the plan for me as well. But then I looked over at the stove, and I am sort of tempted because there's so much, so many more pieces of naan from this recipe mm-hmm. uh, that to maybe do some on my my stove uh, grill style. On like your griddle pan. Yeah, just to do. Could I just to do some something? Of them? Can you freeze them yeah. after you cook them? After you cook them, okay. Theoretically, there's a way to freeze dough, but I don't know how that works as well um, mm-hmm. at home versus store-bought. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, you would do it like you would do, tri- you know, how the Trader Joe's bread is, if you've ever bought their non. Have you ever bought Trader Joe's non? Mm-mm. Oh, well, I will, I will talk you through that then. Uh, <laughs> Tell me more. I will. You ask me to, I will. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> I will. So there, there. Uh, how I would do it uh, if I was going to freeze some of mine? Um, make all the bread at once. Then you got to let it cool completely, so mm-hmm. that the, it basically won't, you know, stick together or anything. It needs to be, you know, room temperature. It doesn't need to be cold or anything. Um, okay. But then I would stack it up with either parchment or wax paper in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then either put it into, I would either wrap it in plastic wrap or put it into a Ziploc freezer bag sort of thing mm-hmm. or any kind of freezer container. You could probably do it even in like some glass Pyrex if you had something like that, but yeah, I don't know what you have as far as freezer storage containers. Right. Well, I was just trying to get out of making 12 of them tonight, I think. <laughs> well you don't have to make them all tonight you could always finish them tomorrow Uh, really put it back in the fridge yeah just put your balls back in the fridge (laughs) all right freeze keep them cold keep them cold keep them cold keep your balls cold keep your balls cold Kenzie (laughs) you keep your balls cold where are your balls you don't have any balls you're a girl no one in this house has balls. So I'm going to do a little uh, video on how to chop these onions. 
Great. Um, finely chopped. Finely chopped. So I'm, I'm actually going to do two different types because last time when we made this, basically the recipe said wants us to melt the onions by adding baking soda to them. And then they caramelize really fast, but they lose their structural integrity. So I'm going to put some of them in to, to melt down, but I also want to have some at the end to provide a little texture. So I'm going to chop some a little bit fine. And then I, the other recipe I was looking at in Cook's Illustrated reserved a little bit of, they were using red onion in that recipe, not white. A little sweeter. And they reserved, yeah, they reserved like a couple tablespoons as a garnish. So I actually thought about getting a red onion, but then realized I have a bunch of scallops, um, sorry, not scallions, shallots mm. here. So I'm going to chop, do a, fi- a real fine chop on a shallot. Um, cool. so I have, I am basically, this is about a medium dice uh, on my, my onions that are going to get cooked. And I'm going to put all of mine in with the baking soda because I like. Are you? Yeah. Those are my going in, going in the sauce onions. And then my oh, yeah. garnish, do a real fine little chop. And then I think about shallot, uh, shallot. Yes. No, shallot. That's the right word. <laughs> like scallions. The good thing about scallions. No, these are shallots. <laughs> getting all my onions confused <laughs> but they have a smaller layer so they're really like a better type of onion to do a real fun chop with because they can they just inherently have that smaller layer which is sort of doing half your work for you on this chop <laughs> the, the the layers of the onions just because it's easier to get through well i mean just because they're i mean it's if you're looking at well, I guess there's not that big of a difference between this onion and my chef. It's going to be like, look at the difference. And then I was like, they're not that different. Um, the pretty thin layered onion that I had. So this, this would definitely be a bit of a power up, depending on how you feel about onion too, because mm-hmm. some people are like, fucking onions suck and don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. Make their breath, you know, sometimes it makes your breath stinky. Yeah. I feel like it's worth it. I don't really like onions. I can handle them cooked. I don't like raw onions. If you put oh. raw onions on something, I'm going <laughs> to pick it off. At first thing. Yeah. Then it's going to go bye bye. still taste it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm done with my chopping now. Okay. So okay. I, have, I just have my grating to do next. I guess I have to chop my, pep, my peppers, but I'm, I'm okay. going to do that last. I'm going to grate up my ginger and garlic first. Or, well, I'm probably going to only use one. And I, I didn't have access to the what did we call them? Thai chilies. Uh-huh. I just bought some serranos at the farmer's market this morning. Yeah, same. Which, where did I put my serranos from the farmer's market this morning? They get into the fridge. Of course, these, see these serranos, they're enormous. The biggest serranos I've ever seen in my life. It's always a good day when I get to use my ginger grater, which I'm going to use for yeah. both the ginger and the garlic. Oh, you're not going to chop them. Okay. I don't like to chop garlic. I'm kind of lazy like that. They're too small. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Totally fair. Should we talk through the ingredients? Hey, that might be a good idea. Tell people what okay. we're actually doing here. <laughs> maybe, so, maybe. This has a lot of ingredients, a lot of spices. Which... A lot of spices. Yeah, this yeah. would be a good way for me to check to make sure I've got all my spices out too, because I think I might be missing a couple. Okay, so... Four medium cloves of garlic, roughly chopped, or if you're Gretchen, you grind them down. Yep. 
<laughs> I think I think pressing them uh, through a garlic press also acceptable. Okay, one one inch knob of ginger, peeled and roughly chopped. I might do a little more ginger. I love ginger. Yeah, I definitely stuck with even though I was confused about which recipe you're actually using. I stuck with the larger piece of ginger because I also love ginger. So mm. okay, because because uh, we're we're mostly going off serious eats, but we're also comparing against the Cook's Illustrated. Right. <laughs> we're making we're adding a level of difficulty to this uh, whole scenario to make sure that you know we don't miss any extra hard stuff. Right. <laughs> we don't make this any more confusing than we need to. <laughs> oh, so look at look okay, at this serrano pepper. Look at this. Look at this. Wow. It's, that's it's longer than my finger, which is that's why I'm only thing. using one, too, because that's like three Thai chilies. <laughs> okay. So I Yours probably... Is more, more reasonable. Yeah. So I might do two, then. Especially if okay. you can handle spice better than I can, then I would I would recommend it. Okay. So one inch knob of ginger and then one to six Thai green chilies. Again, Gretchen and I are both using Serrano's. Uh, two tablespoons of lemon from a lemon, lemon juice, sorry. And two undefined... tablespoons of lemon juice from one lemon divided. <laughs> Very, thank you, specific, yeah. And co- an undefined amount of kosher salt, just says kosher salt. Yep. Two tablespoons of vegetable oil or, or ghee. If you're fancy and you'd like to clarify your butter. Well, I bought ghee for when we made this before, and oh, I, nice. haven't, I haven't used it since. So I'm using them again. You're using ghee. There you go. <laughs> like, I'm sure I could find, I'm, I'd probably be able to find some clarified butter in my refrigerator. I always see. Yeah, you probably could. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if you could be like, or I'll just make it in the next hour while we wait for the bread to finish right now. I mean, if you want me to, I can. I'm asking you to, but I'm not surprised that you can do it. <laughs> I mean, I can. I can do that. Not a problem. Although the pot I'd want to make it in is in the in, in the wash in the dishwasher right now, so <laughs> the one thing that would that held you back. <laughs> yeah, too bad. Sorry, no clarified butter demo. Okay. <laughs> okay, so vegetable oil, <laughs> or or I'll just use regular butter because sure. it depends on how high of a heat we're going for too. So right, I don't know yet. Two teaspoons of black mustard seed. I don't have black mustard seed. Yeah. I only have yellow mustard seed. Okay, that's fine. I think you used that before. I feel bad now. I should have sent. I sent you some of the black cumin, but I guess I didn't send yeah. any black mustard, did I? Yeah. No, but that's okay. I'm a, I'm a terrible friend. Although no, I should just not. order a box of stuff from. I was like, oh, I'll just order a box of stuff from Whole Spice, and I was like, maybe not. <laughs> Maybe you don't have to. You would end up with so many spices that you would be like, I don't know when I'm going to use all of these. Like, what are we doing with this stuff, Christian? I mean, it's fun though. It's so nice to have new spices. Well, you know, every once in a while I'll top you up on some different stuff. Then uh, one teaspoon of whole cumin seed. I've got that out. I also, I didn't have Uh, seed. I had, I only have ground cumin. Yes. But I think we, you did that the last time and it was. Yeah, fine. Totally fine. Um, and I think, I think even it, you know, Illustrated says to use pot ground. Yes, yeah, that was one of the main differences. Is that they were definitely more like we're making this recipe to be something you can throw together in an evening after work. You know, like it's a quick meal. You're adding that special fried bread on that recipe. It's not a, a quick evening meal, but yeah. <laughs> 
Well, uh, yeah, and I mean, making the naan is a four-hour process if you're doing it at the same time, if in all yeah. one go. Well, that's probably why the the suggest you know the traditional accompaniments are not yeasted. They're made with baking powder or baking soda. And so it's a chemical leavening versus the physical leavening that you get with a yeasted dough. So it'd be a, it's a much quicker process. So you're saying the typical accompaniments to a tonne masala are a non-yeasted dough. Yes. So there was what, uh, Kemet, I think was one of them. Okay, yeah. Um, or cul- no, Kulcha, I think was it. Kulcha. The one that's uh, with the serious eat recipe. And then... Okay. Other one that's in the Cook's Illustrated issue is called Bature. Oh, I don't know why I said that French. Um, <laughs> I it's out there. I, I still think it would be Bature. B-H-A-T-U-R-E. So I think it, that's a, a, at least somewhat possibly close pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. So Bature is baking soda, leavened bread. So that, that one's fried. And then the kolcha, Kenji describes it as a small unleavened loaf of bread, or a small leavened, not unleavened, loaf of bread. But it basically, to me, looks similar to the naan or the batur. Batur? Batur, maybe? Batur? I don't know. Batur? So bread, 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 and more bread. But- <laughs> bread, more bread. And then cumin seed. <laughs> yes. All right. So we've got one large onion finely diced, whereas I went for a little bit larger dice just for some extra texture. And then a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. And that's part of cooking the onions because we want to get the onions caramelized. And apparently putting baking soda on it helps in that process. And then two teaspoons of ground coriander. Oh, nope. I don't have everything else. (laughs) I knew I was missing something. A half teaspoon of freshly freshly ground black pepper, a half teaspoon of ground turmeric, and one and a half teaspoons of store-bought or homemade garam masala divided. So I, th- I believe we use one teaspoon first, and then the half teaspoon is for garnishing. Okay. Uh, either that or it's straight half and half. No, it's one teaspoon. And then one 14 ounces of whole peeled tomatoes, two 14 ounce pan- cans of chickpeas, in the series eats recipe, it's drained and rinsed, uh, and one cup of cilantro leaves, roughly chopped. So last time you made your own garam masala. I did. I still have it. Okay. So so I'm going to be thing. using that. Yeah. Very cool. I'm taking my seeds out of my peppers. Oh, I think they say to do that, don't, don't okay. they? Yeah. Oh, I thought it just said chopped. Well, it might, but I I usually take the seeds out because I'm a less. Yeah, it just says uh, chopped. I think the other one, the other recipe then definitely said to take the seeds out. Stemmed, halved, and seeded. Yeah. Okay. Got to grate my ginger. <laughs> I'm just, I'll just rub the chili, uh, the chilies on the side of my forehead. That should distract me from my headache, I would think. Totally. There you go. <laughs> Redirect the pain. It's like bee sting therapy. Had a weird thing happen. So I developed these little like nodules on my arms and stuff. Okay. Um, I've got two two on my legs, but the one that developed on my arm must sit on top of a nerve because it you it occasionally just gets weirdly painful, okay. like it just hurts, just just very strange. Yeah. If I like scratch it in the wrong way or rub it in the wrong way, but I had a mosquito bite 
on it. Okay. And now it doesn't hurt any. It hasn't hurt since that happened, and it's also kind of gone away. What? Yeah. Fucking weird, right? I was like, excuse yeah. me? Why? <laughs> yeah. It's also like, how on earth did a mosquito choose to pick that exact spot to buy yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Okay, I'm going to read the first step since I feel like we're probably almost we're ready to go with those things. Yeah, I think you need to pound them up a little bit. But. Right. In the, yeah, I'm going to do a food processor. Okay, so combine garlic, ginger, chilies, and one tablespoon of lemon juice. Oh, here, and one half teaspoon kosher salt in a mortar and pestle or in the small work bowl of a food processor and pound or process until a fine paste is produced. Set aside. Okay. Okay. I keep forgetting about the lemon juice. I have some lemon juice in the fridge. It's good. And it's like one tablespoon of lemon juice right now. That's right. Yeah, right. one tablespoon. Another tablespoon later. I think so. so. The addition of lemon juice in this is due to how it combines with the garlic. Blending garlic directly with lemon juice in order to tame its bite. And that, that helps tame the anilite. Alienase. Alienase. <laughs> and it activates to create a, create a new compound at allicin. Wait, say that again? It does what? So it's an enzyme in garlic. Oh, in garlic. Yeah. So alienase is highly active in neutral pH environments, but it can almost completely be deactivated in lower pH, more acidic environments like lemon juice. And so, like, that's, that's the compound that produces, like, that really harsh, like, raw garlic flavor. Mm. Well, it depends on how you feel about raw garlic, I guess. <laughs> I agree with you that there's a raw, intense raw garlic flavor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you, you can basically use that as its own spicy spice. You know, it's like, it yeah. can be intense. Apparently, that also helps with the, the compound that makes uh, your breath stink. So, that, that's pretty good. The lemon... So the lemon just helps balance that stuff. Yes. Yeah. It helps. Cool. It helps convert that chemical. All right. Now I gotta, I gotta beat the shit out of this. Hold on a second. So yeah, <laughs> garlic, ginger, chilies, lemon, salt. I think this is going to end up with being a little bit spicier than the last time. I think I used a jalapeno that I just had laying around last time. Yours is pretty spicy. Well, <laughs> let's, let's make sure we examine the lens that that comes through, though. That's my Fair. spiciness lens, which... Fair enough. I, I can handle a bit more spice than some, some people, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm still very, very white and have <laughs> a low, low tolerance for spice. Mm-hmm. One half teaspoon salt, because kosher salt pretty powerful, isn't that what you said before? Right, yeah, it has a little bit higher. It's a it's a purer salt, basically. So it imparts a saltier flavor, which means you need less of it than like a Himalayan salt, which has other things in it that make it good for providing some nutrients, but not not as good for impulse imparting a heavy saltiness. So got it. So you're doing a mortar and pestle? Yes, I don't get to use my mortar and pestle enough. Yeah, if you have one. <laughs> Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. I'd rather use it. Okay, I'm turning my food processor on for a minute. Okay. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> How pasty are we looking for here? Well, mine's not paste 
super pasty. Okay. If you're still seeing some chunks, that's okay. fine. It okay. just wants basically fine, fine chunks, you know, or okay. you're trying oh, to release okay. a bit more of the liquid from the actual peppers and the garlic and stuff. Garlic. Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm going again. I think that's probably it. Good, but We'll take a picture. Take a picture. Pictures. 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 So, okay, so we're going to add our oil or ghee to the, to the large saucepan and heat until shimmering. On medium high heat. Medium high heat. So I need to measure, I also need to measure out my mustard. Did last time, did I just do the mustard seed because I didn't have the cumin seed at this stage. I don't think I added the cumin powder. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. You are correct. I was trying to remember what we were talking about there for a second. I... Yeah. Sorry. I don't, I don't think I was very clear. I just jumped right into my thought. One teaspoon of whole cumin seed. Oh, did you use all the cumin seed I sent you then? No. Wait. Wait. Oh. Did you send? <laughs> I sent you some black Cumin seed? You did. I thought it was fennel seed. It's cumin seed. Okay. So I don't, I can do it. I can participate. Hey. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. I can do it. Go away. Ground cumin. I'm going to get high because, uh, yeah. I think I might be kind of at a place where I can do that. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying out my, which one is this? Soul berry. I'm going to track it using my treasure. This is more stuff got last night. Start a real-time session. What are we trying to deal with right now? Let's see. <laughs> we'll put joint stiffness again. Those joints are a little stiff. Yeah. Joint pain, stress, check them all. And wellness. <laughs> yeah, that's a new one. So I love this app because I guess I, well, most of the time I can't use it because I don't have like the percentages of THC to CBD and my own stuff that I've grown. Sure. And so now I'm like kind of excited because I'm like, look, I can use this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can put yeah. in percentages. It's so exciting. Totally. Should I add my, have you added your vegetable oil to your saucepan? No, not yet. Okay. I was going to get high first. And then I oh, right, right. I forgot. All right. Take a little, little puff here. And Ooh. so what's this one? This one's called Soulberry. S-O-L-B-E-R-R-Y. It tastes really good, like really fruity. Is it a hybrid? So this one, it's because it's a vape. So it's basically just kind of a mix, mix of stuff. Mm -hmm. But this has an 86.1% THC and 0.1% CBD. Really low CBD on this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. I thought maybe there was going to be more, uh, <laughs> more info under that sticker, but no. I nope. obviously just made that a blank spot to put, to put that sticker on. <laughs> but I recorded the, uh, the info. <laughs> I believe in the description yesterday, though, it was like, with a proprietary blend of terpenes for effectivity. So I was like, oh, all right. Take it. But this does taste really good. <laughs> Did much better than yesterday when I drew way too hard. Totally. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Here we go. Well, hopefully I don't get all weird like I did last night. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Anxiety. So I didn't have a can of whole peeled tomatoes this time. Okay. Um, okay. And I just, because I had so many cans of tomatoes here, I decided that I would 
just use something I have here. So Perfect. instead of the peeled tomatoes, I'm going to use uh, diced tomatoes. Awesome. Because that's what I've got. And I didn't feel like that I really needed to spend more money on more tomatoes, even though they're not expensive. But. That makes sense. So to our next step, we're adding our oil to our saucepan. I've already got my pan on low just okay. so that it'll start to heat up a little bit. Okay. Basically, I'm going to run through the rest of the directions so that we can kind of just move along uh, Great. a bit here. Perfect. I'm going to go back to the beginning of number two. Okay. Rewind. Okay. Yeah. Re- uh, <laughs> that's really how we're just going to make all our sound effects. I'm just going to yeah. make them with my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. We just Step two on the chana masala. Heat the oil or ghee in a large saucepan or Dutch oven over medium-high heat until shimmering. All at once, add the mustard seed and cumin. They will sputter and spit for a few seconds. As soon as they are aromatic, about 15 seconds. Add onion all at once along with baking soda. I need to get my baking soda measured real quick too. And then cook stirring frequently until the onions start to leave a brown coating on the bottom of the pan three to four minutes. Add one tablespoon of water and scrape up any brown bits, then continue cooking. Repeat until the onions are deep brown, about 10 minutes total. I don't know if we did multiple additions of water. I don't think time. so. I think we only did, did one. That felt new to me. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, shit. As, as, we've, as we've been learning in, during doing this podcast, no matter how many times we read these recipes, we always discover something else. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. It's a real treasure hunt all the time. Yeah, it's a little bit of a treasure hunt. So as soon as uh, you get your onions, you do your 10-minute caramelize on your onions, we are going to move immediately into step three, which is adding the garlic, ginger, and chili paste that you've made either in your food processor or with your mortar and pestle. Or in a bowl, or however you made it. However you want. Yeah. Throw it in there. Stir to combine. Then we're going to add the coriander, black pepper, turmeric, and one teaspoon of that garam masala. Stir it fragrant. This says about 30 seconds, but we'll, we'll let you know real time. This is going to yeah. be real time. So you'll get to hear how this really goes. Then you're going to add the tomatoes. If you're using whole ones, crushing them using a whisk or potato masher. We'll see what I end up doing because mine are already diced. If you're if following serious eats, it says drained and rinsed chickpeas. The Cook's Illustrated says do not drain your chickpeas because the liquid they come in, that's got protein and good stuff in it for you. So mm-hmm. why not add that in? And it said it added a real savory note to the dish. So I am now desperate to try this as a that I'm going to try. So I will be doing but, that. But Becca, Becca's going to yeah. stick with the original way and just do the drained drain. chickpeas. Yeah. So Thank right. you. Oh, and then after you add the chickpeas, we're gonna, you're adding cilantro. You have to keep some of it back to make do a pretty garnish thing on the top. And then you're going to add a half cup of water if you're doing it the serious eats way. But I'm going to be adding the chickpea liquid for my half cup of water. Are you going to measure that out or you're just going to drain? You're just going to pour the whole can in? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably just pour the whole can in because I'll just cook it okay. down until the sauce looks right to me. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so there is something on my grill pan that is just having a time really yeah duck fat Nate, probably 
that that seems like possibly a logical conclusion in this house. I'm gonna put my D in. I think my pan's probably. Oh, it's spoken. You're gonna put your uh, your spices in, you said? Just my D. Oh, your pan, yeah, your D. Yeah. Oh, so I forgot to send you the video. Facebook video that had like the kitchen tip. Oh, uh -huh. and one of the kitchen tips was that you gr can grate ginger with a fork. Why? Because I was like, mm. how does this even work? But it does. It basically kind of breaded it or like made julienne of it. Mm -hmm. So it was saying to um, peel it with the fork, which I was pretty pleased with how that worked. But I think you'd end up kind of like needing to chop it some. It's not quite good, but it does make kind of it handy to chop if you're trying to like go for a fine dice or something a little bit nicer than a straight up mashed up ginger like I've been using. Right. But <laughs> it does That's add great. nice texture to sauces and stuff. I bet. It's kind yeah. of a good thing to do. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's not a perfect trick, but it is pretty good. I mean, especially the part about peeling. Although I was like, I need to make a fork with a really fat handle if I'm going to be doing things like that. Yeah, forks don't really like, lend themselves to that. Yeah. <laughs> digging into your thighs. Yeah. <laughs> like desperately trying to remember not to touch my eyes. I've been cooking on about medium heat for maybe 30 seconds now. You get okay. a little clock with like um, a timer, you know, like second yeah. hand on it. I, so my, my pan is shimmering now, so I'm going to add my okay. cumin and mustard. Okay. Uh, that might have been a smidge early. It's not sputtering? It is not sputtering. I mean, they're cooking, but, but it's not sputtering. Slightly early. A little presumptuous. You're yes. so excited. <laughs> a little presumptuous on my part. Indeed. Oh, you're sputtering now? Yeah. Yes, they're popping. They're popping. So how long have you had them on then? A lot longer than 15 seconds, right? They've been in there a little over a minute. You added I think I onion. just put like two-thirds of my onion in. Okay. I just got my mustard seed and my cumin seed in, and it is sputtering everywhere. So I am going to put my onions in. There you go. See, your, your hands, oh. your, your pan, your pan, 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 pan. Woo! Your pan. Is obviously properly hot. <laughs> Maybe on on a verge of uh, too hot. Yeah, it turned it down a little bit. <laughs> oh, I forgot to add my baking soda. Oh, well, that's fine. I mean, it doesn't. I don't think it really matters when you add add it. Okay. Or at least we'll find out because I got mine yeah. in right after it went in. So. Okay. And it's been probably a good thirty seconds since I did that. Yeah, it like immediately turned yellow. Right. Oh, now, yeah. so you're adding water already? You've already started adding the tablespoons? Yeah, it started getting brown real quick. So I was like, ooh, I had better uh, get going. And then I'm sorry, we do this for 10 minutes? Yes, I believe so. Should I set a timer? Well, oh, it's just after about 6, 5.30, 5, not time-wise, but oh, 5 fine. minutes and 30 seconds on my timer. Okay, gotcha. I did it again. I put way too much water in there. Way too much water? <laughs> I just like threw in a fuck ton of water. <laughs> Tell how closely I'm paying attention to that. <laughs> this smells good. Yeah. Onions are pretty awesome. Yeah. They are pretty awesome, you know? Because I don't enjoy them. Doesn't mean I can't appreciate them. So for you, ah. like, this trick from the Serious Eats recipe is really up your alley because basically you can totally forget that there are onions in here if you want. Exactly. Does the baking uh, powder 
Um, so to do anything to the seeds and the just the seeds, I guess, does it not, soften those? Uh, not that was mentioned in the article, and yeah. I mean, I mean, I imagine there must be some reaction there. My onions have basically disappeared. Okay. Then <laughs> four minutes, five minutes, maybe. Okay. So I'm going to add my paste and my the rest of my onions. Okay. My my texture onions. Gotcha. Hey, I'll add my paste. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking that these recipes, as far as the how they treated the garlic and ginger and peppers, were different, but they aren't really. The, oh, really? The They're pretty recipe. similar. Yeah. Okay. I think that the, that they just also blended up the onion in the other recipe. Oh, let's take a picture. Oh yeah, I was trying to take one earlier, but my camera wasn't working. That's just after I've added my. The rest of my aromatics in there. I, I don't think I found my coriander powder yet. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna alter this a little bit. I'm gonna put three quarters. I'm gonna do half and half on the um, the addition of the garam masala. Half or about half the one you made? No, no. Um, I'm splitting it between. So it's three quarters of a tablespoon in each addition instead of one tablespoon teaspoon and then a half teaspoon. Okay. I'm just just for fun. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're just splitting it differently. Yeah, I'm splitting it. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> then right. two teaspoons coriander, one half teaspoon freshly ground pepper, two teaspoons. I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> I had to turn my temperature down a little. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely turned mine like way down. I'm at, about, about the add... spice is burning. Oh yeah, 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 that makes sense. I think I'm gonna add my tomatoes. Oh my god, I forgot to chop my cilantro. Oh, I don't have chopped. I think it's smart to do the diced tomatoes too because why do you have to have the whole ones just to mash them down? <laughs> I don't know. I'll let you know what I think of using the, uh, the whole, whole tomatoes. Well, I'm going to add my, my chickpeas, and then I'll worry about chopping my cilantro once I've got that added. My whisk wasn't really working, so I got a muddler to mash these tomatoes down. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bonus use. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if I really want to add a whole other can worth of liquid to my thing here. Thinking I'm going to oh. drain this one. So did you add one can of liquid already? I did. Yeah. Okay. All right, and my chickpeas are in. Okay. Right. Mine will be in soon. Oh, I thought you added your chickpeas. Well, I added one can already. Oh, okay. Um, now, now both cans are in there. Chickpeas gotcha. are in. Time to take care of my cilantro. Do you usually cut it up with the stems? Yeah. I usually do. The stems are so tender for the most part. Although the Cook's Illustrated recipe, they, they actually, like, they took the stems and so this pot definitely makes me forgetful. <laughs> Probably preheat our oven. What'd you put your oven on? What temperature? 450. 450K. But chana masala looks awesome. Colors are beautiful. <laughs> Smells amazing. Yeah. Mm. The spice. I haven't, I, haven't oh got my, I haven't got my cilantro in there yet, so okay. bear with me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to chop the stems separately and put those in to cook with the sauce and then garnish with the leaves. Okay, I see. Just leave the leaves for garnish. Should we cover this front of the phone? I do not remember. Cover with lid slightly cracked. Oh, okay. Well, since I'm trying to get a, a bit of this liquid out to start with, I'm going to leave my lid off until I get my, my stems in there. So I did want to add in here that we are now 34 minutes into cooking our recipe. So Okay, okay. Just just to give you an idea of the time frame. Just for the chana masala. Right, right. Okay, so my oven is still preheating. I feel like we've been, like it's been like a million years, but my oven is not hot yet. So uh, I was looking at my, uh, whatchamacallit, my dough. It yeah. does feel 
it like it's getting there. Okay, um, you don't think it's there yet? I'm I'm actually I'm pulling on this one to see if I think it's there yet. Mm -hmm. I think a little bit longer. Like another twenty or something? Yeah, probably. So I just stretched that dough out again and it did get a little bit longer. So I don't know if maybe like doing a initial stretch to like kind of pull the dough out a little bit. Okay. Could then maybe lead to more. I'll do an experiment here. Mad Gretchen is experiment. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to throw that in every time one of these happens. I like, agree. I'm just going to try this thing and see what, what happens with that. Yeah. Wasn't really even gonna pull those out as much as I was. I did. I just did. But oh well, done it now. We're gonna do what? Just gotta, <laughs> I ended up like getting into just pulling the dough a little bit over there. Oh. So like mm -hmm. the second row of them, I because the first row I just sort of elongated them a little bit, and then the second mm -hmm. row I kind of like pulled them all out like already. Mm -hmm. Um. So we'll see what. <laughs> okay. Doing experiments by being. This is how I, this, this is how it really goes. Like, what else what is there? if I do this? Yeah. I still need to clean the grill off a little bit more. Okay. I'm going to clean my grill. My oven, David. Mine should be, should be there in a second. Because it, oh. Okay, turn that back down. <laughs> Let me check my thermometer in the oven and see what it's really at. Nope, not well, we're, I'm just going to trust my oven today. I forgot to put my thermometer in there, but... I'm going up just a little bit because it's uh, about 4, 4.30, so I turned my temperature up a little bit. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have to do mine one at a time. Right. Well, I can do one in the oven and one uh, on the, the top, so I can do two. Oh, nice. <laughs> and we also have to get some butter melting, right? Oh, we haven't finished reading the last step. Oh, right. Okay. Actually, last step. Well, okay. oh, three and four. Yeah, because three is light your grill. So okay. <laughs> we preheated our oven. Flash, okay. I heated up my grill pan on my stove. So we're jumping straight to four. With two to three balls of dough at a time, stretch with your hands into an oblong, roughly 10 inches long and six inches across. Okay, mine are nowhere near that big. <laughs> I need to pull those out a little bit more. It does say you can use a rolling pin, but I love stretching dough with my hands. So that okay, is... cool. Did you flour your hands or mm, no? Because um, these being under this towel with just flour on them lets them the like the outside dehydrate a little bit. Oh no. Okay. So um, it's not as sticky as it was. Before. Okay, got it. Um, oh, they're so cute. <laughs> All right, so once you have two or three pieces stretched, lay them out on the grill above the coals. This is if you are doing this on the grill. Uh -huh. But my, I just threw one on the top of my upside down cast iron skillet that we're using as a pizza stone, because uh -huh. that's how we did it the last time. Even though I have a pizza stone in my oven, I can definitely do several of these. At a right. Time. But alas. <laughs> so what are you doing? You're just like... I'm just like pulling on lightly it. Lightly pulling the just edges? Like lightly pulling the edges. Yeah. Here, let me get a, a ball. So uh -huh. yeah, just I just sort of start by flattening it between my hands a little bit. And then yeah, okay. just sort of pulling gently. You're looking for something that's a little bit more oval shape. Okay. You want to stretch it lengthways more than sideways. Gotcha. So the ones that I started, I stretched a little bit and then let them sit. I don't know 
of my girl can is cotton this yet. Oh, should I? I oh, shit. My, uh, my pan's still out. I used to put it in the oven, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Always something. Always something. It looks like my oven's a little closer to 450 now. Oh, that's good. All right. Yeah. So you definitely want to give it a minute or a few minutes, probably, to yeah. warm up. Did we finish reading through the stuff? Probably not. Cook without moving until the bottom side is charred in spots and light golden brown. Flip with a large spatula pizza pell or with tongs and cook until the second side is charred and brown. Remove the naan from the grill and immediately brush with melted butter. I gotta melt some butter. Okay, let's melt some butter. How much butter? One stick. All of it. All the butter. All the butter. Well, I'm only melting part of a stick, I guess. Yeah, I'm not gonna cook all my tonight, so I don't wanna use all the butter. I mean, I don't want to use butter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my first, my first one's coming out. Oh my God, so fast. So this was the one you did in the oven on the yes. bottom of the cast iron? Yes. Okay. I actually do have one going on the stove. Okay. They're so white and airy, the little, the balls. They're just yeah. like, these little pillows. But you remember yeah. when I was telling you the other week, day, a few months ago? I have no idea. Minute, uh, hour, <laughs> <laughs> that bread could be up to what, like 80% air or something like yes, that? Yes, like that's right. Or 80%. Yeah. It was a really high number, so I feel like it must have been eight. Yeah, it was definitely like shocking percentage. Shocking amount. Ooh, I kind of like the one on the grill pan. Oh, really? Is it yeah. going fast? It, yeah, and it has some beautiful grill lines on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that'll look a lot similar to the image in the recipe then, probably. Oh, so if you're also, if you're going to cook these and then freeze them, do not put the butter on. Got it. I think I'm just going to make like four tonight and then put the rest in the fridge and make the rest tomorrow. Okay. I mean, didn't it say at one point it was like, put them in deli containers? I think oh, you could yeah. also put them in jars, like as long as you had some, a little bit larger jars. I couldn't just uh, cover them on a baking sheet that they're on? Well, well sure. Okay. <laughs> you can do that too. I'm just saying if you wanted to even spread them out so that like you can use them over a few days, if you just put them into some like, uh, individual containers, I think, then yeah. you can get out a couple at a time and cook them. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I wasn't saying you had to do that. I was just saying yeah. you could. <laughs> this is an option. It's an option. Oh yeah, that smells like when we, when I used, where did I work that we did like a grilled bread? Where was that place we worked? But I think this was before I met you. I think this was oh, back yeah. in Michigan. So we never did that. <laughs> I think I like them on the, I might like them on the stove top more. Awesome. Of course, it's going to get real smoky in here in a minute. Uh-oh. Because there's still a little bit of flour that's coming off of these two, so there's oh, like sure. a little bit of a... So we'll be ready pretty soon then. Yeah, we will. This, this comes together amazingly fast at the end, where you're just like, okay, my Indian bean dish, chata masala. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? Um, brain, stop. <laughs> Could not remember the name of it for a minute. This yeah. <laughs> Although I do like being able to do two of these at a time. It's kind of nice. Yeah, super fast. Oh, no, I put a hole in it. Oh, no. Oh, this one's going to look <laughs> a little weird. And that hole may still pop back out when I cook it. We'll see. Sneaky little guy. You'll find out. <laughs> Okay, I, I imagine my pan is probably hot inside there now. I would think so. Okay. Yeah, the next time I'll actually have to make these on the grill and see uh, how that differs. How, to, how what the original recipe is like. Yeah. 
put my first one on. How long um, did yours cook in the oven? I mean, it, maybe maybe three or four minutes. So I'm halfway through. Well, no, I've probably been in there at least a minute, but still needs at least another two or three minutes. I would say three, three maybe four minutes per side. He says, well, he doesn't give it time. <laughs> he says, cook without moving until the bottom side is charred in spots and light golden brown. Flip and cook until the other side is. I mean, it's not a long cook time. That's why, like, this bread is kind of awesome because you could just, you could literally just keep dough, like, make dough every couple of days or once a yeah. week. Yeah. And always have it. And always have it. And it is great for breakfast stuff. I mean, I don't like eggs, but it'd be great for like an egg little like burrito thing. And burrito sandwich. thing? Yeah. yeah. I just flipped this over. Okay. And that was one minute and 53 seconds after the, the hour. Okay. I think I did like slightly less than half a stick and I've, I've done four already. Okay. I'm still melting. I don't think I had it. One I just put in the oven a few minutes ago went for about five minutes. Okay. I flipped mine because it was bubbling and I got panicked, but it was could have stayed a little longer. And then are you just putting it on a plate and then buttering it? Brushing it with butter, yeah. Got it. I'm going to do a true time style. Uh, time style. Time <laughs> stamped, time style. Um, cook on the, the cooktop right now. And then I'll do okay. one in the oven so I can get a good sense of how long it actually takes. Like, how am I going to push the timer when I'm standing too far away from it to t touch it? And then it's like, bring it with you, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> it moves with you. So my, I think, I hope I didn't cook all the, I cooked most of the liquid out of my chana masala. <laughs> I might have to add a little more liquid in. Oh, oh my God, it smells really good. Yeah. So I just took it off so on the, the grill top, it took a minute and 40 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay. This one's going to be a little harder. So I'm going to start my timer because I'm putting it in the oven takes two hands. <laughs> Starting now. Okay. So that's five seconds after the timer started, I got it in the oven. So we have. Did you butter both that. sides? Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because I just love butter. Yes. <laughs> I only have three left. So I might as well. So I have to those up. Okay. Meanwhile, I just put my second one in. <laughs> well, when you're not using two two cook surfaces or a large cook yeah. surface, it takes a little bit longer. Totally. Whatever's going on across the street, there's some potentially attractive men over there. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Rare. <laughs> Okay, so I just flipped over at a minute and 47 seconds of the oven one. Okay. So definitely going a little bit longer on the oven one because we're at, like, the, the stovetop one was basically done by now. Got it. And mine are going at about four minutes per side. Okay, so three minutes to get my oven one out. Okay. But I'm just going to do the rest of these on the cooktop because faster. Much faster, yeah. <laughs> Faster, and I can cool down my house a little bit quicker if I turn the oven off now. So. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. No, no. No, not another hole. What's all that happening? What's happening? Oh, I'm ripping holes in my show. Oh, yeah. No. No. Oh, that was a long one. It's like the whole length of the grill plate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I stretched that one a little too far, baby. I think my air a little thick. Let me see. Uh, a little bit. You a little can, bit. Yeah, you can stretch them out a little bit more. Okay. I'll do that running flat too. The pan is just kind of small, so I have I want I haven't wanted it to get to be too big on there. 
Because uh, this is much thinner. Yeah. Much thinner. Okay. Like the back end of the grill is much warmer than the front end. Are you almost done with all 12? Yes. Yeah, I have one okay. more. Okay, great. I think I'm only going to do two for now. and come back and do the other two a little later. Later. Yeah. You are also ready to sit down? <laughs> I am ready to sit down. I'm ready to enjoy this. Now I'm torn about if I want to actually add more liquid or if I like this a little bit drier like it is. Uh-huh. Let's go and see what our finishing steps are supposed to be. Oh, right. Bring to simmer, cover with lid, slightly crack, reduce heat, cook about 30 minutes. Stir in remaining garam masala and lemon juice. You can see taste oh. of salt. So we need the other bit. Okay. So that's, for me, half a teaspoon of garam masala. And I'm doing three quarters of a teaspoon. <gasps> <laughs> I think I just put two in. Two teaspoons? No, two, three quarter of a teaspoon. <laughs> so not not so bad, but still, <laughs> I think maybe I don't want quite that much in there. <laughs> Pull this out, taste it, and then decide. Yeah, flip <laughs> the bread, Gretchen. Flip the bread. <laughs> this last piece of naan I did is just like a cracker, <laughs> like a big. <laughs> so a little more refinement on your naan technique could be yeah. uh, useful. Oh yeah, so that that's the better. That's what you should be seeing as far as thickness. Is that take the a side by side of those? Yeah, um, and then I'm gonna take a side by side of the what the two I'll do later that I've stretched okay. out more. I've also let them sit out a little more since they've been stretched, like you had done, and that makes them so much more pliable. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. All right. This is a lot. A lot of bread. I need to add my lemon. The other part of my lemon juice, and then assess my salt. Is it a teaspoon or tablespoon of the um, lemon juice? Well, I I think it's a, a tablespoon because it's yes. the other half, right? Right. I don't know where my lemon. <laughs> no, not disappearing lemon. Taste of the disappearing lemon. A little salt, and let's taste. Probably don't want to use that fork that I used for on the ginger earlier. That might do things a little bit. Oh yeah. Hmm. So I might put a little more tomato in here and it down for a little bit longer oh yeah maybe needs more salt because it's a little i think i ended up getting my chickpea to tomato ratio not quite right here gotcha because you just used you didn't use a 28 ounce can of tomatoes right i, oh, I had a huge yeah i only used part of it so now i still have tomatoes left got it then, oh shoot i just realized that i like the things i just added were supposed to be the end of the cooking so if i'm gonna stew if I'm going to stew more tomato, I need to put it in a separate pan. Oh. Do it and then add it. Got it. All right. You good over there? You got your... Uh, I think so. Yeah. Everything's done? Yeah. I think so. Ready to eat some ton of masala and homemade nuts. High five. We finally did it. Hopefully with amazing audio. Oh, yeah. We will see. It has been one thing um, after another with this, this thing. Yeah. No kidding. Yeesh. <laughs> Okay, so let's take a picture of the final product. This is a blast. A couple times, we, you know, every time we do it, it's, it's more fun. <laughs> right? Every single time. Every single time. Chana masala. Just took the, the stuff I added more spices to and put it in with that tomato so that it can cook down that flavor a little bit more. Oh, nice. We'll see what uh, my recipe ends up being because basically I'm just going to hybridize and bastardize those two recipes. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so excited to see how it is with the extra chickpea liquid. Chickpea. E. Chickpea. <laughs> I just realized I used a 28 ounce can of peeled tomatoes and not a 14 ounce can. 
So mine's you, extra tomato mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. So we'll we'll actually end up with the same amount. That's oh, okay. Right. You're just compensating accurately with the chickpeas. <laughs> right. Right. That, that would be what I did. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, there you go. There you go. I'm taking some pictures so I remember. No, so I don't forget. I'll take some pictures once I plate mine up. All right, then. Chana Masala. All righty. Chana Masala. Another 16 minutes on the clock. Um, okay. Hopefully I've noted all the times in there. Yeah. And then, I guess, see you next time. See you next time. All right. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>